The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. All right, everybody. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in this world. Uh, This is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast. Today, I have a special guest for you. His name is Matt Coangelo. But what I like to do, Matt, is have you introduce yourself and let my audience know like who you are and what it is exactly that you do. And then we're just going to have fun. Sounds good. Yeah. So, so yes, my name is Matt Coangelo, also known as the Wealthy Marketer. I'm Canadian, born and raised in in and around the Toronto area, uh, which is kind of East Coast Canada, where it's a little bit more colder. Uh, than what a lot of Americans might be used to and and what I'm even used to now because now I, I call Vancouver BC home. I'm on the west coast of Canada, kind of life hacking my way out of those out of those uh, stereotypical Canadian uh, cold temperatures. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Just a, a couple hours north of Seattle, Washington, right? Where we get four seasons. Um, we get sunshine. We get milder temperatures in the winter. We do get, you know, a little bit of snow here and there. It, it does happen, but it doesn't stay. And then we also get the rain, just like you would expect from a place like, uh, from a place in the Pacific Northwest, right? Like Seattle kind of thing. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, basically I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a family man. I'm a digital marketer by trade. Um, I, I'm a, sorry, I'm a family man. I'm a digital marketer by trade. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I've been kind of like exploring this kind of like entrepreneurial on, I've been on this entrepreneurial journey for like well over 10 years now, um, <laughs> starting out, uh, just launching a little creative agency in Toronto and like, kind of like going through the ringer and having to figure things out and then ending up having to move my family from the East coast to the West coast to try to like get things right. Um, and now I can probably, <clears throat> you know, call Vancouver, BC home. I've been here for four and a half years. Um, the move went well. Um, my family's happy. The wife is happy. Uh, both my children are happy. I'm happy. Um, you know, uh, I have like a, a thriving business here in Vancouver. It's a it's a it's a creative agency now with five full time employees, five full time team members plus myself, and then I also have my own personal brand, the Wealthy Marketer. Sorry, and I also have my own personal brand, the Wealthy Marketer, and then a series of other businesses to which uh, my team and I are working on. You know, trying to make something big happen, hit a home run or a grand slam somewhere along the ways. Awesome. Um, yeah, but, that kind of like something. Yep. Well, I was going to say Vancouver, BC, that's a very beautiful part of Canada. Not as cold, like you said, as the East Coast. Because I remember being Correct. in New York one time, Matt, and 
it was snowing, but it was like the snow was coming sideways, right? Not your normal. Uh-huh. They said it was <laughs> so it was coming. They said it's the cold coming from Canada over the Niagara Falls and you know that area. Oh, yeah. And I forgot what they sure. called it, but it was I was from California. It was my first time experience. And I said, well, snow to me is snow. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this is cold. Yeah. Um, but I hear <laughs> um Vancouver's very beautiful, you know. I eventually yeah. want to move to a place where I get to see four seasons myself. Um, yeah. Cause here in California, right. It's either hot or rainy or some, you know, nothing that you don't get to see like the four right. seasons like you get to, but anyway, sure. um, I appreciate you coming and being a guest on the show. I can't wait to get into my pleasure. Uh, um, you know, your story and, and stuff like that. Right. So a lot of my audience knows a lot of the people I interview are, are entrepreneurs, right. Or have been in yeah. the entrepreneurial game for a while. But like what I like to start off with is like the personal side, like what are some of the challenges? Like, you know, what made you decide to become becoming become an entrepreneur? I can't speak today, an entrepreneur. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like were there because I always like to hear the personal challenges where someone went through sure. and then they said, you know what, I'm going to do this because it's either been in my blood or, or my family's family's blood or I wanted to break this cycle of, you know, working for someone for a nine to five, you know, uh, for time, for money, time for money. Right. And, and, and do something bigger for my family. So tell the audience, like, what were some of the challenges early on before you decided to become an entrepreneur, like in your life? Totally. I feel like to some degree, we got to like go all the way back to my childhood. Right. Like it's one of those kind of scenarios. (laughs) So uh, for me, like, um, I'm blessed in a lot of ways in in in, uh, in my upbringing, right? Um, I grew up in kind of like a middle class neighborhood, like a, a middle class neighborhood, um, but then on the other side of the tracks, a very like upper class neighborhood. Like um, I grew up in a town called Markham, Ontario, and in Markham, Ontario, um, it's like the suburbs of Toronto kind of thing. Um, but like there was big tech companies that had their Canadian headquarters in my town. So like oh, let's okay. say for example, eighties, nineties, right? Uh, IBM, Xerox, you know, Hewlett Packard, right? Those, those kind of like that PC revolution Uh type companies, they, they parked themselves in Markham, Ontario. Right. Um, And, you know, my uncle worked for IBM. I had friends whose parents worked for like big tech companies. Right. So um, I saw like a lot of like um, technology type privilege, right. Like right outside my door, it was all just there in front of me. Right. Uh, but at the same time with, with my family, you know, my dad was um, a bus, a pension bus driver for the city of Toronto, the TTC. And my mom uh, was a, she was a home daycare provider. She just had a daycare from our home and, you know, that's what she did. Right. Um, my dad, I think was a high school, you know, got his high school education and then just kind of like went and, and worked for the city. And then my mom, I don't even think she like finished high school. Right. So like, um, I kind of like grew up in this working class household, right? And then on the other side of the tracks was like this more kind of like privileged kind of like upper class type household environment, right? Right. So I kind of got got to see kind of like both sides, right? And then internally in home, in our home, unfortunately, like, you know, one thing led to, to another and like my dad, um, he had a drinking problem, right? That was um, extremely traumatic to every single person, you know, that was in my household. Right. And I'm the oldest. And I had to kind of like stick up for the family, you know, my mom and like 
you know, try to like, you know, be yeah. like the, the mitigator. Right. Right. Um, and then one thing led to another and eventually, you know, some not so great things happen. And, and my dad hit rock bottom, right. When I was in grade nine and then one thing led to another. And, and thankfully he did go and get help. And he did in fact, kind of like tackle his challenges with alcoholism. Like he stopped drinking completely. Um, and to this day, as far as I know, he has not had a drink and we're going on, you know, 20 some odd years. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah. So, you know, props and kudos to him for, you know, turning it around and, you know, nipping that problem in the butt, you know, cause it's, it's a big thing. But then like, oddly enough, like, um, you know, the guy wasn't like very good to my mom when he was drinking. Right. And then he, you know, one thing led to another and he stopped drinking. Right. right. And he became a lot better to my mom, but then in some way, shape and form, um, even though he wasn't drinking, like a lot of like the not so nice things started to kind of like come to me. It kind of got poured on to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so then I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming of age as a teenager, right. Doing teenager things, just trying to overcome this kind of like extremely traumatic situation with the household, dealing with my dad kind of in recovery. Right. And then one thing led to another and he, he and I, um, had a lot of problems, you know, we, we had a, a lot of problems that we kind of like ended up having to deal with as I was a teenager and then, you know, ultimately into adulthood. Right. Um, and the, the, the man, unfortunately just never like supported anything that I ever wanted to do. Wow. Even in sobriety, oddly enough. Yeah. Um, so like, I just kind of like, I didn't have like that kind of like uh stereotypical kind of like, uh, mom and dad support that like my friends on the other side of the tracks had. Right. Right. So I feel like to some degree to like make up for it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not going to have like this this huge helping hand that like a lot of my peers are are really used to. Right. Right. I got to like, you know, figure out things for myself and, and, and make something happen for myself. Right. So I went like the education route, like, you know, paid my way through college and university. Right. Um, and then I kind of like realized that, you know, after I got educated, the nine to five, wasn't going to like, you know, cut it, wasn't going to provide for me and my family. Right? right. I needed to do something more. I needed to go bigger. I needed to like, um, you know, it was, it was, it was all on me, whether I'd make it or not. Right. Right. Um, so that kind of like led me down the entrepreneurial route eventually. Um, but, but in a very kind of like, um, I'm on my own kind of like, there's no, uh, support system behind me to help right. make it happen. Aside from, you know, my wife and, and my kids who eventually, you know, got a grasp of it and, and, and are there for me to this day. Right. And see, and, and that, I'm glad you brought that up, right? Just because, someone gets sober, right? Like nothing, everything doesn't become rainbows and unicorns as they say. Right. So there was probably sure. a lot of demons your dad was fighting and he happened to take out, uh, from what I'm hearing, he took it out on you, uh, even though he was yeah. sober. Right. Um, and because I've been in this, I've been doing this substance abuse counseling for years now. And what I have found is like, if I don't find out what those underlying issues are that I drank over, right. Because drinking is one thing, but to get totally healthy, both emotionally, physically, mentally, right? I got to do yeah. some work, right? Um, For sure. And what I have found, too, it's people can go one or two ways, right? Your way where you go, I'm going to go take care of my... I know I got to take care of myself. I'm not I'm not going to go down the route dad did, right? Because you could have easily yeah. been angry and said, 
well, hey, he was drinking, might as well drink too. You know what I mean? Because for sure. And that's an, a whole other discussion, right? So, uh-huh. right. That's a challenge in itself. Like it sounded like from like teenage years, right? Well, mostly all your whole life that you were trying to navigate life on your own and that the support. And I, I, you know, I don't know what happened, but it didn't sound like you had too much of a support system, even though you had mom and dad in the house. It sounds like yeah, you did a lot of this negative stuff support on, system, <laughs> right? And and it sounded like you just did a lot of this on your own, right? And, and did you find any? Let me ask you this: so in, in that search, right? Um, did you find any mentors that kind of helped you along the way in your journey of becoming an entrepreneur and and becoming a man on your own? And you know what I mean? Yeah. Totally, man. Um, you know, I tried to like tap into people along the way and, um, you know, thankfully, uh, there was certain people that helped me along the way. Right. But it was never, ever, it was never a thing where it's like permanent, permanently there. Right. So like, let's say for example, when I was having challenges as a teenager, right. I had my, you know, my uncle, right. Who was a successful accountant working for IBM. Right. Um, he, you know, I look to him for guidance and, and you know, a, a bright light kind of thing. And even in my first year of college, when, you know, one thing led to another, and my dad kicked me out of the house. I ended up at my uncle's home, right? On the kind of like the the the, the wealthy side of the tracks, right? Um, and just being in that household, you know, for, for three months in my first year of college, that was like a pivotal moment for me, right? That had like a profound positive impact on me. Okay. Right. Um, but then like that, even that relationship, it never, it never fully stuck. Right. Right. Cause you know, I I'm just people, uh, it's hard to take responsibility permanently for somebody. I find, you know, it's hard right. for people to take permanent responsibility. Right. Um, you know, but like, I'm thankful that like my uncle did have that positive impact on me for the time that he was able to do it. Right. right. Um, and then, you know, going into adulthood, obviously, like uh, and, and being in school, you know, you had professors that kind of like gave you a vote of confidence, you know, having support like that. Right. Having support from your peers. You know, my wife, when I met her, we were in and around 21. I, w- I was uh, 21 and she was 23. You know, she gave me a lot of love and support. Right. She's been there for me all these years. Um, and 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 then even even reaching out to people in the business community. Right trying to do business deals and making business deals happen. Right. And, and almost like leaning on like a successful in the, in the past, I once leaned on a successful entrepreneur to help take my business to the next level. Right. Right. Which I thought was like the right thing to do. But then, you know, one thing led to another and like, you know, while he was capable of helping and he did help for a little bit, you know, that ended up heading South too. Right. Right. So I've always had this challenge. Um, as as a human being, as a child, as a teenager, as a student, as, as a business owner, um, trying to like find that kind of like that 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 person that could you know, in in some ways like take on the re- the responsibility of a father, right, and help me to this, you know, the promised land kind of thing, right? <laughs> right. No, I know what you um, mean. I can yeah. relate. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I I grew up the same way. My mom and dad were divorced when we were young. When I was young, kindergarten, mm-hmm. right? So, and, and right, I had brothers and, you know, that tried to step in and do the best they can. And, you know, but like you said, none of it really stuck, right? I felt yeah. like I was all alone to figure out this, you know, this huge world on my own. 
Yeah, um, it's a crazy world to figure out on your own too, by the way. <laughs> it is, right? Especially growing yeah. up and, and, you know, I mean, and I'm not blaming anybody, but it was quite an experience yeah. trying to navigate life going like, okay, I don't have Absolutely. really any good examples here of like, you know. Yeah. Hate to say it. None of my examples were, except uncles. I did have some uncles who are, you know, were married a long time before they passed away to the same wife, same lady, right? Worked uh -huh. hard, got retired, you know, yeah. earned the pension. Um, But as you know, like that dream is like almost gone, right? Because yeah. we've seen, you know, the world economy, it just, it's going south and it's like, unless you, I mean, that working nine to five and earning, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, mathematically does not work anymore. No, I mean, and and like when they had the crash of 2008 and all that stuff, right? And all this stuff that's happened, you know, and where people lost their 401ks, right? After working, so, you know, yeah, right. And and I'm a late bloomer. So I, I started this entrepreneurial game like two, maybe three years ago, right? And I'm trying to find my way. But here's the thing, like, like with you, like I found people, right? growing up here and there but they weren't they didn't like you said they didn't stick right it wasn't like you yeah. can throw it against the wall and it's gonna stick right <laughs> right yeah or stay but, stay long term right like or stay long term to have someone there for you by your side you know in the same ways that like i am with my kids right like i'm there for them like always and and intend to be that way right, right. That, that's my, my life goal absolutely yeah. and i look up to that right and i i thought that's you know when i got married you know my first wife my ex, you know, ex-wife. And I thought the same thing, but, you know, going through my addiction, like I proved everybody right on that side of the family. And uh -huh. right, I wasn't there, but now I've been back a long time and I've been a, a present and yeah. sober dad. Right. And that's a challenge yeah. in itself. Right. When you're, you're trying to make up for lost time and, and stuff like that. So, right. And it sounds like to me, you found a way, right. To make things happen anyway, regardless of having a mentor, a father figure, or whatever, right? Because now you're a, a present dad, and and you're you're leading Absolutely. by example, right? So, like yeah. in some of those challenges that you go have gone through, like what is some of the toughest that you've experienced, right? Not having that, you know what I mean? Like because, and what I mean by that is like. We want our kids to go like when they look at us, right? We go, that's my dad, yeah. right? You know, uh -huh. like I can count on dad. Like some, what yeah. I mean then by not challenges, like what are some of the lessons you have learned that made you go, I'm going to be totally opposite of any of these people, my dad or whatever, and be the best, you know, husband, father, best man I can be. What are some of the lessons that you have learned through that stuff? Yeah, great question. So I just knew that like... um in some ways, shape, and form, I guess, you know, when you're young, you're kind of like just learning on the fly and like you're just learning how the world works, right? Right. You know, I'm 41 now and I all, I almost feel like it was only in recent years that I had a, I, I grasped a full understanding of how the world works, right? That's typically, that's a known kind of like fact that like in your early 40s, in, in your early 40s, that's when everything, you know, fully clicks, right? Right. <laughs> Tony Robbins <laughs> has, has talked about this. Right. Um. Uh, so basically like, I just knew that like, um, I wanted to be a better dad, right. I wanted to be there for my kids. I wanted to support them unconditionally. And like, just to give you an idea of just how, how, uh, committed I am to being a, being a father. Like, um, when I met my wife, 
you know, when I was in our, in our final year of college in the stats class, right. You know, um, I was 21, she was 23 and she already had a two-year-old son. Right. Right. And, um, one thing led to another and, and very quickly I became the, the present fatherly figure in that boy's life from a very young age. Right. Right. You know, from, from almost in and around 21, 22, like I became like his dad. Right. right. Cause that was the circumstance that kind of like I was brought into and I rose to the challenge. Um, and, and to this very day, you know, he's 22 and I'm still, um, uh, I I've guided him all the way to this point and I'm still in a, in a position where I, I feel I need to continue to guide him, even though he's become like a great man and, and, um, a great young man. And, and, uh, he works with me in my business. He's one of the team members that makes up, you know, myself plus five other team members. Right. Um, he's already, you know, been through college, um, and he's doing a great job as a web developer. He's developed some great skills, great relationships, all kinds of things. Like he's doing amazing for, for a young 22 year old. Right. Um, but like, just as, as far as challenges go, just having to somehow, some way, um, in addition to wrapping my head around so many things of like being alone and I got to make it out in this world on my own. Right. Um, being with my wife and then her, her young son at a very young age and, right. and ha- having to navigate them through a lot of stuff. Right. Stuff that like my wife and I never imagined in a million years, we'd have to kind of like navigate through. <laughs> right. Um, well, being yeah, parents, there's so, was, there's so many unexpecteds. Like you don't even, dang, I gotta go through that now. Holy moly! Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. So, just I think like um, being a dad, being a responsible, caring dad for you know first um, the first boy that came into my life when he was two, and I was twenty one, and then the second boy that came into my life. Um, Basically, he was my second boy, right? He was born in uh, 2010, in the summer of 2010. Um, and and we had a house, we had a mortgage, you know, we had like the Canadian dream kind of like going, right? Right. And then this boy was born in, in into our family, right? In 2010, the summer of 2010. And then one thing led to another. I was working the nine to five and uh, they found out that I was doing some side hustles on the side, like that fall of 2010, right? When my son had just been born. Right. And they're like, you got to choose like your own business or you got to choose us. Right. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to choose my own business. I'm going to go pursue my, my full blown, like entrepreneurial desire. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. But then like, so going all in as an entrepreneur, uh, when my son was just born, he's three months old. I have a house, I have a mortgage, I have a family, I have all this responsibility. Right. And then I'm going all in on my business. Right. That in itself brought a whole new set of challenges because oh, yeah. like it takes time to like make a business a success. Right. Right. So like I go all in as an entrepreneur with this little baby in the house and this mortgage. Right. And this family to provide for. And one thing leads to another. And like, you know, everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Right. And like oh, everything yeah. kind of like just crashed and burned. And then I had to like pick up the pieces and then, you know, a year goes on and I, I dig out of a hole and then another year goes on and I kind of like get it to a decent place. And then, you know, the rest is history, you know, it's kind of like been like a, a very like upward trajectory of like lots of peaks and valleys. But, but at least it went up. Yeah. Right. And you, and the thing, it sounds like yeah. you, you didn't quit. You didn't give up. Right. No, because never. you know, as a father, right. When you're responsible, like you, like you said, you have 
a mortgage, you have a wife, you have your second son now, and yeah. you were going, and you just told this place, I'm going all in on myself. Uh-huh. That can be very daunting and very scary. You know what I mean? So absolutely. You know, thank it was. you. For, thank you. For, but thank you for yeah. sharing that. And you know, the audience can't see us yet because I but he's got a big smile on his face. And Matt looks like he's very happy yeah. that he made this choice, right? It's not like the yeah, oh my totally. god. But I'm sure back then, I'm sure you had your moments, right? Where you went, oh my God, like what did I do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 for sure. There was a there was like a dark there for a long time. There was a dark cloud over my head, which was created in large part by perhaps, you know, doubt that I had in myself, challenges of, of becoming an entrepreneur and kind of like going from zero to to whatever. Also not having, you know, people all around you, you know, friends, family, right? not not being there to support you. They're, they're like, hey, Matt, they weren't, I didn't, I didn't like have my dad calling, hey, I heard you, uh, you know, started your own business, right. you know, <laughs> just, just just for your information, if you never need any help, you know, I'm here for you. Right. Or like right. my, my friend, like, you know, Hey Matt, so how's the business going kind of thing. Right. Like, right. You don't really have that. Um, which is understandable. You can't really expect that. Um, you know, when you go all in as an entrepreneur or you, when you choose the entrepreneurial path, it, it can be very lonely and, and misunderstanding Absolutely. at times. Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to have a lot of grit and a lot of fortitude and a, just a, a will not to quit, right? Um, totally. And like I see that book behind you, Extreme Ownership, right? Yeah. I, especially in being an entrepreneur, you got to own your stuff, right? You Because you're the boss, right? Like you, if something yeah. goes wrong, Matt can't go to your like, you know, your new son. Hey, son, you know, my business is not doing well. That's your fault, right? That doesn't work <laughs> that way, right? Yeah, but I no, love that yeah. book because it taught me about, and I just read it like last year, but it was like just a second. Go for it. The light went off. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. Um. So own like becoming an entrepreneur, right? And, and being your own boss, like you had become, you had to own a lot of stuff, right? Like you had to take responsibility, everything, everything right? And and that's yeah. and and being a father is a perfect example of that, right? You have to take care, or we as fathers, right? We don't get to blame anything, anybody when something goes wrong because we're dad, right? That's what I learned, right? From some yeah. of the, from some of the mentors I got like later on in life that yeah. were fathers, right? And then they kind of liken this entrepreneurial. It's like being a dad, Max. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, every, everything you know ends with you, right? And they're, you know, when you think no one's watching, those little eyes are watching and they're listening and they're seeing everything you do. Right. I mean, and it's great to have support. Like my wife is a great support on this journey for me. And, you know, my kids are adult children now and they're, you know, they're, they don't get it all the time, get it every time, but they're starting to. Um, yeah. Right. But it's great training ground for, for becoming successful. Right. Cause like you said, Absolutely. you could be on the hill one minute screaming at the top of your lungs and then you're getting <laughs> down to that peak, down to that valley going, Oh my God, I got to get back up there. Right. Exactly. But at least the climb, it sounds like for you, has been a steady upward, right? And and tell the people, you know, tell my audience, right? Like being an entrepreneur, like when they you hear the good ones say, this overnight success that you see took 20 years to make, right? So it's really Absolutely. not, right? Like for you, it's been 10 years. So, you know, I appreciate yeah, you yeah. coming on here and sharing that, that story. So how did you come up with... um like being a marketer, right? Like what did, what did you like about that yeah. niche 
that you said, I'm going to be the best marketer that I can be. And now the wealthy marketer. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. So two, two, two things, right? So firstly, you know, that, that saying like it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Right. Right. So I went, I went all in as an entrepreneur in 2010, right? Come kind of like 2019, like before the pandemic hit, I'm like, oh my gosh, like my 10 year overnight success thing is, is about to hit any month now, but I don't feel like an overnight, I don't feel like I'm going to reach that overnight success kind of like level. Like right. I feel like I'm failing here. Right. <laughs> and then, and then the 10 year mark hit. And then all of a sudden, you know, this, this world pandemic, you know, crashes upon us. Right? right. And like, that was definitely not a comfortable feeling. Right. But then thankfully, you know, one thing led to another and like uh, there was all of a sudden an increase in demand for my digital marketing services. Right. And then only in these past couple of years from, you know, 2020 through to, to today, the end of 2022, is it really starting to kind of like click and be like, okay, now I'm like actually like onto something and like um, it's starting to feel like, um, you know, what I've built, right? As a person, as a team member, as a business owner, right? As a visionary, it's starting to feel like success, right? right. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Uh, but it came only, it didn't even come 10 years. It came, you know, kind of almost like a year 11, year 12 kind of thing, okay. right? Right. Because <laughs> you have false starts along the way sometimes, you know? That's it. Yeah. But you yeah. didn't stop. And that's and that's the thing. Sometimes we can't let this, you know, I'm pointing to my head, everybody. I can't mm. let this get in the way because this will mess with us yeah. sometimes, right? Um, sure. And that's, you know, to some of the people you know in past interviews i've done are like yourself right they got successful during the pandemic like things clicked for them why mm -hmm. were some people right said their things crashed on them uh yeah and most of it what i have found has been like those little mom and pop shops or the little the brick and mortar right where it was a yeah. family owned and of course when you shut things down right but the tough ones will just find something else to do and then go okay here that didn't work so yeah I'm going to show uh -huh. everybody that you can still go. Um, and so I'm happy that even during the, the, the pandemic, right. That you um, won, as they say, and that you succeeded. Right. Cause uh, in the business that I work in, right. In the, in the field of drug treatment and alcohol treatment, that uh -huh. ODs went up. Right. Right. It, it just got bad. Right. When people didn't have I that. Understand to go out and see their support system, right? Face-to-face, -face, you know, yeah. it's meetings and stuff, right? So a lot uh -huh. of people took it hard and, and right? Um, but luckily for me, it, it didn't affect me like it did a lot of people because I still worked, right? I, I yeah. still had Zoom, right? I did Zoom yeah. meetings. I for found sure. ways to overcome. And, pivot, right? Exactly, to, uh, you know, yeah. that left didn't work, so I'm going to go right and see what happens over here. That's the key thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, and and I had this, right? I just had started this, right? So I had fun nice. <laughs> during the pandemic doing podcasts. Um, so thank you for sharing that, um, Matt. Um, so there's a couple questions that I like to ask my guests, right? Sure. Um, as you can see, right? That's the name of my podcast. It's also the name of my book. And yeah. there's a reason uh, I put a why in the happiness, but we're going to start with fearless, right? Because... Yeah. Here's the thing you just shared with us all the like growing up and then becoming a father yourself, right? We know that with that, with becoming a father, 
it comes a lot of fear sometimes, even though we don't want it, but we just can't help it. Right. Especially when those cute little yeah. eyes are looking at us and they're going, Danny, what are you going to do? And you're like, uh-huh. right. <laughs> you can't go yeah. run and hide, son. You know, I'll show you how dad gets through the tough times. Um, yeah. So what does fearless look like for you? How does that show up for you on a daily basis, Matt? Oh, great question. So on my end is like, um, as an entrepreneur, right? You gotta, you're constantly, uh, tasked with, uh, taking risks, right? And with every risk that you take, there's obviously like negative consequences that can, can come of it. Right. Right. Um, so as an entrepreneur, you're constantly faced with risks and you need to be fearless in taking those risks, regardless of what the repercussions might be. Right. Um, ideally, when you take the risk, you will experience the upside, right? And you know, taking that risk will will work out for the better. But at the same time, you got to be prepared that sometimes there will be downside to it, and you got to be um, not let that kind of like stop you from taking the risk, right? right. Um, so yeah, I take risks every day, um, every month, every week, every right. year, right? <laughs> Right. Um, and I do things that like I'm I probably shouldn't be doing, like not not in an unethical standpoint, because being ethical, being an ethical business owner is super important to me, right? Right. But let's say, for example, like, you know, uh hiring this employee, hiring hiring this new team member that I right. know technically we cannot that we absolutely need today, but we technically cannot afford to hire. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That's how it was with, with with employee number one, number two, number three, number four, <laughs> number five. And right. eventually number six, right? Um, so sometimes you just got to like take that risk to hire them, even though you kind of like know you technically can't afford to. And then ideally um, through grit and productivity and um, some level of logic, right? That risk that you took in, in bringing on a new team member will uh, eventually pay for itself, right? Right. Or you could even apply that towards any aspect of your business, right? Um, spending an, uh, extra money to hire an accountant to take care of your books, right? right? Um, having an accountant versus not is day and night, you know? You're right. better off having you know, the right person on the books kind of thing. Or, you know, you know that you need to grow. Um, um, and uh, the only way that you can grow is through an advertising campaign. But, like, you feel like you shouldn't um, spend the money technically, Right. right. For whatever reason, spend the money, be fearless and spend the money and 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 do what you got to do to get the customers, right? right. Hire that salesperson, you know? Um, so yeah, I think like as far as being fearless, um, the way in which I'm most fearless is uh, how I uh, pursue my business opportunities. I, I fear, I, I, I pursue my business opportunities with like a fearless mindset um, and take chances all the time uh, with the hope that, uh, and enough of those chances and risks that I take will lead to progress over pain kind right. of thing. Right. Yeah. It's like taking those chances, right? Um, even though you have that little bit of fear of fate or failure, right? It's having enough faith in yourself to take the chance, right? Because you can even turn a failure into a positive, right? As long as you've learned from Always. it, right? So you don't yeah. make the same mistake, right? And and maybe you just had to tweak something. But if you didn't do it, right, like you said, and take that chance, you'll never know, right? And I don't know about you, but I don't like living with those kind of like, oh, if I only had done this or I wish I would have done totally. that, right? 
So, yeah. right. Thank you for, for sharing sure. that. Right. Fearless. Will we ever be like fearless, right? Fearless? Probably not because we just, there's always going to be some type of fear, whatever it may be like being yeah. a new father, right? Being a new entrepreneur, being whatever, like For you sure. said, or hiring that next employee, like you said, there's always, yeah. right? But we can fear less, right? By taking those actions that you just said, like just taking that chance and, right? And most of, and, and I'm sure Matt will agree, everybody, like what he's telling you is like, you don't just take risks without like figuring things out, right? And and hope do your homework, right? But sometimes even- They got to be do calculated your, to some degree. <laughs> absolutely. You got to take those calculated risks, right? Um, or informed risks or whatever. And sometimes it's not always yeah. going to work out, but you'll never know if you don't try. So thank you for sharing that, Matt, because people need no to problem. know that they need to- uh, have some risks in their life, right? Because when you take that right one, you just never know when it's going to click, like you said. And then all of a sudden Absolutely. things just fall, right? Like they say, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you, right? But if you don't Absolutely. do anything, if you're sitting on the sidelines, second guessing yourself all the time, you're going to be on the sidelines, right? So sure. my next question for you uh, is happiness, right? I put a Y in there yeah. for a reason. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> So knowing I put a Y in there, what does happiness look like for you, Matt? Like, how does that show up in your life on a day? Okay. Yeah. So I guess this can kind of like tie into like the wealthy marketer kind of uh, concept, right? And you had mentioned before kind of like, um, oh, why why marketing? Why the wealthy marketer? All that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I think happiness um, can tie into, uh, to some degree, being uh, living a, a wealthy lifestyle or having a wealthy existence. And when I say wealthy, like it's not just a money thing, right? It's 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 extremely holistic, right? And um, if you holistically uh, uh, push to achieve wealth, right, in all aspects of life, I, I think that's when you can be at your kind of like happiest point, right? Right. So, you know, doing something, doing what you love or you're passionate about. Like, so for me, like um, marketing has always been a passion of mine. Right. Um, It was the one thing in school that like allowed me to kind of like pair like my business interests with my creative interest into one. Right. And then I went to school for that. And then I pursued a career in that. And then I made a creative agency and, you know, all, all kinds of things. So, you know, being happy with what you do for a living, right? Super important, right? And then surrounding yourself with great people, right? Good quality, positive people that are bringing joy to your life, not toxicity, right? (laughs) Right, exactly, right, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. and then, you know, being in a good place, you know, being happy with with the place that you call home, right? Right. Super important. Super important. Um, Yeah. Having nice experiences, you know, exploring the world, exploring all this beautiful, all the positive, wonderful things that this world has to offer, you know, like traveling for, for example, that's probably one, you know, one of the times when I'm on my happiest points. I, you know, I've been all the way up. I've been, I've, I visited over 30 states across America. I, it, it, when I say like 30 states across America, it sounds like I've been to like half of it, but like <laughs> right. technically it's like a, a sliver, you know, but like right. all up and down. Down like um, you know the California coast from like San Diego to Anaheim to like LA and okay. San Francisco, you know just yeah, experiencing different places right that makes me happy yeah, and then that. just knowing that like um, to some degree I am 
striving to like reach my full potential as a dad, as a husband, as a businessman, as a human being on earth, um, and making a difference in, in, uh, people's lives and in different capacities, a combination of all those things makes me happy. I love it. Well, let me ask you this then, Matt, if somebody wanted to work with you, right, they needed digital marketing and stuff. How can they get a hold of you? Like, how could they work with you? For sure. So um, you could definitely uh, go to thewealthymarketer.com. Everything about me is there from, you know, the different uh, resources that I have. If you wanted to learn digital marketing, you could learn digital marketing through thewealthymarketer.com. You can contact me direct to work um, with with myself and my creative agency known as Grow with Search. Um, you could do that through thewealthymarketer.com. You could also uh, just look me up on Instagram as the Wealthy Marketer, and you know follow me. I'll follow back. Uh, drop a DM, um, or you could find me on LinkedIn as Matt Colangelo. Matt Colangelo, the CEO of Grow with Search, the creator of the Wealthy Marketer, or the creator at the Wealthy Marketer. Uh, connect with me there. And uh, I'd certainly be happy to uh, have a chat with you. And then the other thing would be like, just go to gr- go direct to growwithsearch.com. Um, and that's where you'll find all that direct kind of like digital marketing agency stuff that I, I offer. Uh, we can help you build out that complete online presence from one important digital marketing channel to the next. Um, and yeah, just send me an email through Grow With Search and happy to talk more with you. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Did you hear that, everybody? Did you catch all that? Um, <laughs> Lots so, of touch points. Uh, no, it's good, though. I mean, I, I, if they're going to reach out, I want them to find you, you know, wherever it's easiest. And, uh, and But you don't get to off that quick. I have to ask you <laughs> one more question before I let you go, sir. Sure. What is one piece of advice you would give my audience to help them grow as a human being, to help them become better? Help them grow as a human being. Um. Okay. So my advice would be, uh, figure out like a daily schedule that works best for you. Um, and that should include a combination of getting eight hours sleep, um, getting exercise, right. Can, uh, on a regular basis, eating healthy and, and being productive and then also making time for family, friends and fun. Yeah. If you can build a schedule around what what your desires are but then at the same time um pairing that with making healthy choices healthy positive choices in your life from one day to the next and i think that's the best way to live awesome i couldn't agree more thank you so much matt thank you so much no problem thank you for having me it was a pleasure talking with you yeah and we could keep going you know for i have so many questions uh but you know as time permits um Maybe yep. we'll do this again, but thank you for being a guest. So everybody, if you if you got something out of this, if Matt made you think, if he made you smile, if he made you go, hmm, please leave a review. <laughs> and until next time, uh, this is Max. I'm signing out and we'll see you later. You've been listening to Fearless Happiness. The numbers on addiction are absolutely stunning. Max lived in addiction for years and during that time made some terrible choices, losing his family, friends, and career. But he turned his life around and now Max works as a substance abuse counselor helping people in their recovery. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show and we hope you had fun along the way. We know we did. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, 
meantime, hit the website at maxnaced.com. On Facebook at max.naced. Till next time, keep the fight, and we'll see you soon.